Hey guys, and happy new year. We're happy 2024. Out. Right. So we're going to try to get back into the, the swing of things. So we're going to go back to our normal schedule. So happy Friday for this episode coming out. Yeah. And then moving forward, we'll release again next week, starting Tuesdays and Fridays again. So that's our little housekeeping. Yeah. And again, guys, uh, just be a little bit, if something does, our plan is to go back to our schedule, but I want to put this up front. Um, if something does happen, that just means maybe baby came and we didn't have everything ready quite yet. So, um, not my baby, that's Ken's baby, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> just want to make Bear sure. With us. Yeah. So if, if you, something you're like, wait a second, I thought they were back on it where our attempts are to be, but again, there is life situations that are a little more, um, precedent and important. I would say, honestly, I'd hope your child more. <laughs> Tis true. <laughs> so bear with us if for some weird reason it does get a little funky in the middle here though. but the plan is to go back to friday and tuesday release so let's go ahead and dive into this episode though um let's go i was gonna say what this episode's about but i guess we'll do that after the little intro let's go you're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken. And Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. All right. All well, right, how we, just What's how we didn't about? mention what the, <laughs> the episode's about today. Uh, so today we're talking about a book. Fun, the, real quick, how I came across this book. I had a patient walk in um, a couple weeks ago and told my boss, hey, I brought that book we were talking about. And my boss was like, uh, maybe it's Kenny because it's not me. So then I go in to treat this patient because he was on my schedule today. And he tells me the same thing. Hey, I brought that book we were talking about. And I was like, what? We we weren't, I don't think we were ever talking about a book, but okay. Sure. So he hands me this book and it's written by a physiotherapist in the UK. And it's titled Thriving Beyond 50. So it's They're 78 natural beyond 30. Sh- <laughs> right. You can still thrive beyond 30. Telling me I was just showing Laura probably an impingement going on. Um, so 78 natural strategies to restore your mobility, avoid surgery and stay off pain pills in your fifties and beyond. So 78, 78. So knowing me, I like to dive into everything I do kind of head yes, first. So I'm almost about halfway done with this book, and that was By probably, the way, yeah, and that was, I just, and it's actually not that bad of a read. One, the letters are gigantic, probably for the people over 50, and <laughs> there's a lot of pictures, so it's actually not too bad. So, okay, so it's not as, it's because <laughs> I was like, that is a lot to read. No, yeah, it's not too bad. Um, but he's like, hold on, let me make this so Someone can probably so knock it out need, like a weekend. They don't need their uh, magnifying glasses to read. Correct. So what we're going to be talking about today in this book is specifically a section called Key Fundamental Movements. He names the 9 at 90. Uh, By the way, the author is Will Harlow. So all credit goes to him about these topics. It's not us. Um, But we're just going to kind of discuss it, um, see how important we feel these 9 at 90 essential key fundamental movements are, and go from there. So this whole entire time, like, I don't know the nine that Ken's talking about. Ken, of course, wanted me to get my my reaction recorded or my opinion right off the bat of these. So I don't know the nine. But it's funny because the whole entire time you've said nine at 90. I don't know why I was thinking it's like, is it 
nine at 90 years old or yes. 90 at, okay it's not nine yes. at 90 degrees no nine at oh, 90 okay years old. okay that's originally what i thought but all of a sudden i was like wait a second maybe i was wrong so he also goes into the fact that you're gonna make it past 50 40 more years correct I can only hope. Okay. So you're supposed to still be able to do all these key fundamental movements at 90 years old. Got it. Um, after we finish, I'll tell you what my boss's reaction to this was. Because I was reading this at work and he kind of gave me this look like, are you not working right now? And I was like, no, I'm reading. <laughs> He's like, shouldn't you be charting? And I was like, well, now that you're here, let me get your opinion. So I kind of, you know, strategically diverted that conversation. <laughs> You're like, yes, but... <laughs> yes, I should, but do I want to chart? No, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to dive into our 9 at 90 here. Um, so he's saying that this is no particular order. And there are nine key fundamental human movements called the 9 at 90 that if it's maintained throughout your life, then you can overtake any obstacle in life, really. So the first one is called the chair squat. So it's essentially just being able to do a sit to stand. Okay. Do you agree with this, Laura? Do you feel like that's a fairly fundamental key movement thing that yeah, actually, people over 50 years old up to 90 years old should be able to do? I almost on all of our patients that were over that just age gap of like, I would say around 60, 50, they're pretty still good. 60s where we start to, I feel like, really see it decrease. And so, like, everybody over that age is getting that from me, unless, honestly, they're a shoulder. And even then, sometimes I can work it in. You're going to work in a sit-to-stand with a shoulder patient? Yes, we'll do overhead press as they stand. You're like, we're getting this sit-to-stand whether or not you like it. <laughs> but, but, again, if you can. <laughs> All right. So, number one is a hit. Laura agrees. It is fairly fundamental movements past your right, 50s and into your up, 90s. Getting up and down off a chair, getting up and out of a wheelchair. That really helps with getting off the toilet. A lot of times at that age, they also have a shower still because balance is bad. So getting out of the shower, out of a bathtub, like there's still a lot of things like that. I agree. So I, I think it is also a very fundamental, functional move, like movement. Mm -hmm. um, ways you can make this harder to... So we had a patient that struggled when it was too low of a couch. So he said he had two couches at mm -hmm. home. The first couch was easy. that He could at least get out of it without any help. But the second one, he struggles so much. And it's because it sinks a lot. Mm -hmm. So um, how would you manipulate a lower sit-to-stand, like the chair, like a low-sinking sofa? What would you do? Well, I'm lucky enough that we have high-low tables. So Okay, so bring a low yeah. table to the, the slowest so setting. So we'll bring usually the low table down to kind of close to what it's about. And then the other thing you can do to kind of, because all of the tables are firm, um, sometimes we'll put a foam pad under them, which creates more of that uneven kind of balance and the squishiness to get up from, um, like under their butt and their hips. Or also putting like a couple pillows under there for them to sit on and then kind of stand up from there. And so again, it's implement, it's imitating more of that soft surface versus the firm surface. So those are, there's a like couple it. ways. Mm -hmm. um, what I did 
So because he said the couch was low, you know, like the step, like the risers, mm -hmm. I put that under his feet to bring his feet up. So that way the chair or our low table was even lower than yeah, because yours, yours are just standard, standard tables. Yeah, so we just have just regular chairs, low tables. So. Yeah. So I just pretty much made his feet come up was my solution to make it That's simulate a, a, very low, a very low table there. Uh, but he did pretty well. He struggled for sure. It was without a doubt significantly harder than just doing it on the low table with no risers. But um, after a few sessions, he said it definitely did help his transfers in the, in the couch there. So... Nice. Definitely a win. All right. Number two, the suitcase lift. Oh, suitcase. Suitcase. I heard something else. Like, I separated those yeah, a lot. I, like, a pseudocase. Yeah, I, paused, and I, was like, I think I, I paused a little too long there. I apologize. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> pseudocase. The suitcase. The suitcase lift. Yeah, suitcase That's lift. Because I was looking at the picture at the same time, so it's just like, I don't know. I was just... Well, mesmerized by I his feel like carry there. What exactly does it mean? Does it mean like a, like a carry on? Like you're lifting it overhead into the bend? Correct. So he so. describes like if you were about to go on a trip, you don't want to ask the young buck next to you to put your own suitcase up above in the overhead compartment. So a fundamental key movement in your 50s to your 90s should be able to lift a suitcase, which more or less, what, 25 pounds? Like how hot? 50 pounds? <laughs> is how much a suitcase would care with. And then you have to think to if say. you have a significant other, you know, like your wife or someone, who knows how much that thing weighs. Yeah. So. I was say, yeah, mine. Nowadays, uh, some of the air flights from uh, like uh, European overseas, they limit your carry-on to like eight pounds. They will weigh it. I'm like, I'd be so wow. screwed if that was the case. Um, yeah. So do I you feel like this is a key fundamental movement in your 50s to your 90s? I'm going to say it's important, but do I think it's key? Ooh, I think the range of motion is key. The weight lifting itself, like that heavy of a weight, I feel like that could vary. I think that that a little bit could vary a little bit on its own. Okay, so we're gonna go with a with a miss. I don't like. I guess a little bit. Um, I would agree with you. I don't yeah. know if that helps you feel any better or not, but well, a little bit because um, I'm like I don't. I don't I, think there's anything wrong with just asking a flight attendant or someone to help you, especially when you get that much older. Like cause these suitcases can be super heavy. It requires quite a bit of strength to lift this core strength to lift it over your head into a compartment. And I'd also worry about getting hurt. Like My I don't want is having also a patient coming in with shoulder pain because of the yeah. fact that they tried to overlift a fifty-pound suitcase. Well, in his theory, it's not that they they should be able to do it, so they in theory shouldn't get hurt by doing it because they should be in shape. To Correct. Do it. But like, um, my thing is, is the fact that I don't think it's a key one. Like, I think the range of motion is key, but lifting that heavy of a weight, do I think that you could live life and you can have a, a very valid life without having to have that much overhead? Yeah, I think you could. I don't I don't think it's key. Now, if he had said something about, like, being able to put a glass away over your head, I, I think that would be more of a 
key fundamental movement versus lifting a suitcase over your head. I agree. I definitely think it'd be nice to do to be able to do it, but I agree. I don't think it's yeah. a key, a, I, a fundamental, yeah, key motion. Again, that you we're sh- we're not saying do. it's wrong. It's just like if we're gonna put key and fundamental behind them, I'm not gonna say that. That I feel like that is again. I that would be great. I love all my patients be able to do that and if you they could do it i love it but again i don't think it's a key to live kind of a functional lifestyle and would definitely help you keep your strength up though yeah i guess that's and that's um, the thing we should strength, define too good of overhead stability strength like no i agree i think it's a very functional movement absolutely yeah but i agree like key especially for that much weight mm-hmm. you would just have to definitely keep up with it and my thing, too, is, like, we should have defined is, like, for me, how I'm basing these off is pretty much since he's saying key fu- functional movement, I'm thinking things that will be you need to live a daily active life. Yeah, it's something else thinking, like, functional daily activities. Yeah, exactly. That's more of what like, I'm thinking is to be functional overhead on carry, your own. I don't really think is I don't a think, yeah. daily functional activity. Yeah, exactly. But I, like I it, it would be putting nice. a glass over overhead, I think is more of that. So, but all right, so moving on to number three, mm-hmm. the stair climb. So he's just talking about just multiple stairs. Uh, I think so. Yes. Time. Oh, so keeping an an even. Eh. Mm. This one's hard. I'm going to go with, yes, I mainly agree with it because. I'm going to go with yes as well. Yeah. Stairs and negotiating it like you still got curbs. You still are going to run into steps if you're going out and about like the again, that's the biggest thing. Um, Now, do I necessarily think that they need to go exactly the the alternating leg method versus step? By step by step, eh, I think it'd be nice, but I don't think it's something that needs to be done. But being uh, able to negotiate stairs, I do think is important. Yeah, and I feel like there are going to be a lot of instances where you can work around it. Like there's a lot of ramps mm-hmm. and things that you can do, but I agree, like curbs, there'll be times where maybe the ramp is maybe a little bit out of the way and being able to complete fire? the stairs or, yeah, in case of emergency, um, being able to do the stairs i think is definitely important so i'm gonna Mm -hmm. give that a yes i'll give it just a yes yeah all right number four the floor get up Mm -hmm. in case of falls patients should be able to get off the floor i agree and to safety i agree you didn't even hesitate on that one no because again if you're again i'm basing this off of kind of independent daily activities um they should be able to get off the floor if they fall because, again, you you should be able to do it on your own for a functional life. If you can't, if you can't get up on your own now, again, granted, there's things that happen, but I'm just thinking a general fall where, you know, you, they don't they don't hurt themselves. Now, if you hurt yourself, that's a whole different thing because you could be in your 20s and fall and hurt yourself and still not get up. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> But I'm saying, like, if they're like, if there's no significant injuries, they should be able to get off the ground. Um, so I would say yes. 
I'm going to agree. I feel like even for like safety purposes, mm-hmm. um, if you do fall, being able to call for help in the case of emergencies, I think is a very fundamental skill that if you can, like you said, Laura, there are instances that you don't want to move. So having someone else or having a phone next to you might be handy or like the life alert thing. But having the capability to get back off the floor is very important. Yeah. All right. On to number five. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. just going with it real quick. If you fell, knocked your head on something, you went unconscious, like, it's not your fault at that point that you can't get off the floor. You're out. (laughs) True. I mean, also, yeah, if you're passed out, you're passed out. (laughs) Yeah. So, I I mean, that's not what I'm judging those ones off of. Number five, right? On to number five. Uh, number five is the whole dig. Just dig a hole. I kind of, I, I kind of wish we were doing a video podcast so you, you guys could have seen Laura's face immediately, just like scrunched up. Like <laughs> what? what? Excuse no me. Feds. We're talking about people who are like in their nineties here. I'm like, what are you having them dig their own grave uh, right now? That is just rude. Jeez, that's morbid. <laughs> I know. No, that's why the face It's for the scrunched. case of gardening, Laura. Jeez. First of you don't all, have to go let's on... be honest. If at 90, I'm still alive, guys, I don't think you'll catch me gardening. <laughs> I'm going to be living my best life so, skydiving. <laughs> so he, he talks about gardening and how incredibly satisfying it is to dig your own hole. So it's important that you be able to do that. Um, he also just talks about how much core, upper body strength, and leg strength it takes to be able to complete this task, and that's why it's a key fundamental movement. Uh, I I would think I have to disagree with this one. I know that's probably a shock to everybody. I feel like... <laughs> yeah, the, after seeing your face, I don't think anybody's shocked. <laughs> the requirements are kind of, for gardening, are kind of in the, the first three that we talked about, if you're going with that. Like... Gardening, usually you're on your knees or in a low squat position for certain things, um, which can be. Oh, we're talking about like the giant shovel type of deal here. Oh. You know, like the the, the gear by dig a giant hole. Yeah, no, I still I'm I'm not I'm not saying that's a a fundamental requirement. Like, I think it'd be nice because I agree. There is a lot of strength involved in this. I agree. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of core, a lot of uh, upper body, lower body type of endurance and strength that you'll need but as far as an adl unless you are a gardener still at between 50 and 90 then yes this yeah, would be a fundamental key moment for you key movement if you can but live without it but... true if you don't really garden then i don't really think I i'd don't... put this as part of my <laughs> last absolutely... time i did like a shovel was when my backyard was still dirt and that was years ago i guess i'm also thinking of this in a way where the patients I have now, would I put them through this? Yeah. Like a sit to stand, a stare, I would absolutely do that with mm-hmm. the majority of my patients. An Training them to I dig do, a hole, but... unless they're into gardening, I probably wouldn't do it. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't do something like that. So I, I see All the right. benefits of it, but again, I don't think it's a fundamental requirement. On to number six, the five mile walk. I mean, like, I can't even do five. <laughs> <laughs> Laura's like, I don't hit that category. <laughs> uh, 
Again, where's the book for the fundamentals of this is, uh, over 30? This is... <laughs> I can't, I this feel is like for I can't a healthier individual. Um, yeah, where I, you can't really walk that long. No, I can't. Hence why I'm having surgery in like a couple of weeks. Which is, by the way, the craziest thing that I was like, I'm having surgery this year. Crap, dang it. Um... But I I agree with this one. I don't know if I agree with the distance on this one. That's kind of where we were at, yeah. So do I think walking is important? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Do I think you should be able to walk five miles? I mean, I think it would be great. Maybe broken up. The benefits are maybe broken up. But I feel like unless you're doing a whole bunch of walking or you need to, five miles is quite the distance. Yeah. I would would put, if anything, like a mile. Like, five miles is a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of walking. That is the, I mean, five miles walking would take you, what, a 15-minute walk? Uh, almost like an hour and a half-ish, maybe less. Because what, that's an hour and 15 minutes if you're averaging a 15-minute mile. Sure. So, I mean, I don't, I don't do really know too many 80, 90-year-olds that need to walk for an hour and a half almost straight. So, I'm going to go with, do I think it's important? Yes. Does it have to be five miles? It would be nice. That's great. All you of realize, these, I like, feel like it would be great, but that is quite a distance. Is 26 miles, right? Like, I mean, I yeah, like it's a fifth of a marathon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like that's a... A, a pretty significant amount still. Almost half a half marathon. Exactly. Not quite, but. Like, again, like a, I think. Almost it's, a third. Or... If you can get there, I think it's great. Four. Ideally, it would be amazing. But do I think it's necessary? Not that high. I agree. Let's go on to number seven. Number seven. Number seven. We'll the gardening seven. crouch. No, it is not lucky number seven. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I brought up the the big shovel because you were just talking about kneeling and stuff. I'm sorry, going like, into no, 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 Laura. Make like, sure you're doing a shovel because that's actually its own category. Later. Maybe because in England gardening is such a big thing that these two are put in here. But again, I'm going back with. I feel like this is covered in some of the other things we've talked about. Um, yeah, I, I was about to say, if you can get up from the floor, you can usually get up from kneeling. So. Maybe this is more of like a a um, a regional thing. So like walking a lot for us here in Vegas, not very common, right? No. We drive everywhere. Agree. This I is agree. A, this is a physiotherapist in the UK. Maybe Which, they do have more walking distances. Maybe they so do the have, maybe areas. gardening is almost like a, They're you're in your 50s to 60s. Everybody gardens like it's a it's a cultural everybody does a type of deal. But again, do so I, I feel like it's a fundamental for here. functional? No. True. I I think that's I'm what kinda, I keep I'm trying to give like a to. devil's advocate here. I agree. I that well that's why I said like maybe they garden a lot in England. But like again, devil's advocate on my side is the fact that it's if I'm saying nine fundamental skills. For over 90, 
th- this is not one of them because honestly, maybe I maybe we'll do think... that as our get, as our uh, as our homework. Maybe I... we we will come up with what we think five or nine fundamental movements are. I probably could give you half of mine right now. Uh, it's like half of the ones in this book, really. <laughs> well, yeah, I was about to say half of them are in the book. Like, there's one in in particular, and I'll say it at the end if it doesn't come up. But I'm surprised it has not been mentioned yet. So I I don't know this one again. There's benefits to this, but I don't think it's it's a necessary movement. It's a key fundamental. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, let's go on to number eight, the box lift. Now what? So what's just different being between able to a box pick... lift and a suitcase. So the box lift is just picking up something from the floor, and I guess just holding it, moving it to like a kitchen table, or just being able to let's carry. Let's say carry a case like of water, water. Yeah, water. T- from the car to the house. I think this Versus one's lifting a suitcase from the floor to overhead bin. Yeah. No, it's more of like a your carry lift or lift and carry. Um, I, I think this one's important. I would actually classify this one as a key fundamental. I movement. would too. Um, so. I would say at the very least, just kind of review what their form looks like. Yeah. And just ensure that they stay safe and know the proper lifting technique so that they don't get hurt down the road. Yeah. is Again, this um, is what you're lifting groceries off the floor, case of water, dog food. A lot of them have pets. So, you know, you want to be able to make sure that they those are fundamental keys of being able to kind of live independently and live life. So those are things I think you need to be able to do. So this one I would classify as a key. I'm with you. All right, for our last one, number nine, the wood chop. So we had a. I mean, okay, so like if you live in a cabin and you've got no heater source. <laughs> you are very specific here. So maybe if you have a very, cabin out in, in London. In all fairness, it is a very fundamental skill because if you don't got a heating source, you got no way to, you got no way to like live in the cold. Stay warm. It, that is a stay alive skill. Now living, <laughs> living in Vegas, where <laughs> we have too much heat. The, well, it gets cold out here during the winters. No, people don't realize that. But True. Like, you don't really have cabins. <laughs> you have heaters. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a movement. I would particularly say you need to have. I don't think I. I would think I would classify it as. Would it be nice to have? Yes. Do yeah. I think it's a key fundamental? No. Not for my patient population. Exactly. I don't work with people who need to be able to chop wood very yeah. often. I was about to say, now if you put like well, swing a golf club, I feel like that would be more related to... True. I feel like that would definitely be more key fundamental for me than chopping for wood. For most of our patients, <laughs> yeah, than chopping wood. Um, but yeah, the one I'm sadly, sadly not seeing in any surprised. of really that I'm surprised that aren't in there is there's nothing really aiming towards balance. Uh, that's a good point. A lot of it and is more strength related. To me, a fundamental key factor or movement or just in general would be related. Like if they could do, I think a fundamental movement is doing a golf pickup. Can they do the golf mm. pickup technique? Because that takes so much balance. Or just the bending your knees. 
I think well, both. Yeah. Yeah, bending your knees, but I'm picking throwing something up that. from the ground. Well, yeah, is a is a key movement, but uh, well, do you kind of have that with the carry and lift? But I'm saying like the golfer's technique because of the fact that you have to do that single leg balance type status. Well, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of. I'm I'm saying like if you're like... gonna say, if you're gonna pull in balance, it's, and you're saying, oh well, it needs to be a movement or an actual like technique, technically or something like that. Like that's that's just an example of a golfer pickup is one that you could say, okay, that movement is also going to measure their balance too. So that that's just. No, I agree. I'm a little surprised there's nothing balance related. And considering a lot of patients that I work with, they are, they have a lot of balance deficits. Even if they're not there for balance, you can notice that they have some balance deficits. Like, mm hmm. Always get you stronger and that should help. Yes, that's a big one. That's a big one. It was funny because when I was working at my balance center, when patients would argue like, oh, I never close my eyes. Why would I need to train with my eyes closed? And we're like, there's one instance. Do you take a shower? Yes. Do you use shampoo? Yes. Then you're probably closing your eyes unless you're very ambitious and just keep your eyes wide open the entire time and just hope that soap don't get in there. You're closing your eyes. And then they all go. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're like, yeah, okay, fine. I'll I'll train with my eyes closed. Yeah, no, but that like those are the big ones. Again, like I I was telling you, I honestly could make my list pretty quickly because right off the bat, I was like, I better hear something with balance in here, because to me, that's a key fundamental, and like that's so like that's so safety related to a lot of things. Yeah, it's great to know how to get up from a fall, but let's or get up from the floor just in case you fell. But let's try to prevent you getting on the floor in the first place from a fall. Let's work on that balance. True. And so, like, if so I'm kind of curious, like, if we went to London mm-hmm. or the UK and kind of worked as PTAs there, I'm curious to see what the difference of the majority of complaints here. It's a lot of low back pain, a lot of balance. Yeah. Knee I'm, I'm kind of curious if Joint. knee pain. I wonder if a lot of the patient population for a similar type clinic so like another outpatient ortho clinic the patient population if it would be similar yeah yeah well and i know like in different regions you're gonna have different issues like and that also just shows like we can take an example of that um even just based off of generations you look at kind of like our parents they're the generation of more labor heavy duty work and so they have a lot more back pain joint issues uh in their lower bodies and like the larger gross muscles where our population we're used to doing more stuff at a desk at a computer and we're actually having more cervical issues and smaller I think that would have made for a great issues. episode. So like, well maybe we'll go dive down a little deeper into that one time but like because of that like there's also different areas that are going to have different issues too because of just the population that they're doing like if you're in a heavy blue collar town where it's a lot of labor workers, you're probably going to have a lot more gross body movements or, you know, issues versus if you're in a tech guru place, they're going to probably have more cervical, smaller movements issues, if that makes any sense. No, it does. I so I would say like... I get your deficits from your occupation. No, well, yeah. And so I think definitely it can also count on just the region you're in too. So because of that too. So. All right. Well, that'll wrap up our nine at ninety review. 
Uh, let us know if you guys agree with what we said. If not, let us know what you think different. Me and Laura's word is not law. We just kind of speak yeah. our opinions, and that's why we're here. So, yeah. let us know what you think. And we hope that you guys have had an amazing start to the new year. Enjoy the weekend, and we shall hopefully catch you guys next week. All right, we'll see you guys next week, guys. Bye.